Good morning. Thank you for that. Everything is going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. <clears throat> so we're in the beginnings of the season of Lent. And Carol mentioned that it's one of my favorite times. It didn't always be one of my favorite times, my favorite seasons. And the reason for that is because, like maybe some of you, um, I was taught... Well, let me just read the definition. So um, the season of Lent is all about fasting and, um, and repentance. And let me read to you what that means. Repentance, deep sorrow, compunction, or contri- contrition for a past sin, wrongdoing, or the like. Regret for any past action and we and the and the regret is so big and the sorrow is so big that we are called to change our ways boy that's heavy isn't it and depressing right why is our spiritual practice supposed to be so heavy and depressing Ugh, i don't like that As I've shifted my understanding of spiritual practice, spirituality, my relationship with spirit, all of those things, as I've grown and evolved, the grown-up version of this, we're not children of God, you know, like we need to... do repentance for our for our child childish mistakes. The grown-up version is Awareness and self-compassion. As I become aware of how I am in my consciousness, how I am in my behavior, how I am in my thoughts, how I am in what I do, how I live my life, I can grow and I can evolve and I I can get the awareness that what I'm doing isn't serving me and my life, right? And so then I have that awareness and I can make change. And I can hold compassion for myself, my previous self who made those mistakes, or my previous self who used to live a certain way. I can hold myself in compassion. And I think that's one area where so many of us um, fall short, right? Um, How many of you feel bad about something you did within the last... I don't know, 10 years, right? What about the last year? Yeah. What about the last week? Yeah. Right? And maybe even this morning. And we have, we're being called during this time. You know, our world is going through so much turmoil. And it's not just... Um, Russia and the Ukraine, right? There are wars going on all over the world. Some of us have small wars going on in our own homes. And we are being called to be better. We are being called to step into our own greatness. What is our own greatness? Living as the Christ. That's our greatness. That's what we are being called to do. The time is now. And Lent 
is one of those one of those times when we can use the liturgical calendar to our advantage. So if you've ever heard me talk before or taken a class with me, you know that I'm like my big thing is let's milk this for all it's worth. Let's get as much out of this time as we possibly can. Let's use this to our advantage. And what and how do we do that? So Lent leading up to Easter and Advent leading up to Christmas are special times, right? Advent is um, more of a celebratory. We're prepping for, for a birth of a baby, right? The, the Christ consciousness. But the whole thing is built around we're, cel- we're getting ready for a baby. And, what do we, and that's full of joy, right? We have faith peace, love, and joy, and that's great. And then, and then we have Lent leading up to Easter, another birth of Christ, right? Another rebirth of Christ. And that's all about, you know, the heaviness. It's not a joy. It's not supposed to be a joyful time. It's supposed to be an introspectful time. I don't think it has to be burdensome. It doesn't have to, we don't have to repent, We just need to be introspective. And it's not so much about giving up that which no longer serves us. I said that for years because that's what I learned. Um, You know, giving, Lent is about giving something up. It's about fasting. It's about giving up that which no longer serves us. If we shift the way we look at this just slightly, I think it becomes more powerful. If I can give up that which is an obstacle in my Christ expression, that's what Lent's about. It's not about what doesn't serve me. It's about what is my obstacle to living into my own greatness. And so many times we are taught that the obstacle is our humanity. The obstacle is our ego. Bleh. (laughs) The obstacle is not your ego. The ego is, I want you to hear this, the ego is the mechanism through which we express our Christ. Our ego is the mechanism through which we express our Christ. How do I know that? Because I have known people who have lived into their greatness and they're not all the same. They're different. Some are quiet and gentle and you feel the love oozing off of them. Some are vibrant and loud and fill you with excitement just by being in their presence. They have different personalities, different gifts to bring the world. Your ego isn't the problem. Your ego is just a mechanism through which our Christ is expressed. So where's the problem if not the ego? It's your woundedness. It's your woundedness. And we mistake that for the, for the ego. We think our woundedness is the ego. No, you're not supposed to be wounded. You're supposed to have an ego, though. 
How many of you have, have some woundedness? Okay, not everybody. <laughs> we all have some, some woundedness, right? And we've heard, about, we've heard about these archetypes that we care around, carry around. Um, I'm a big fan of Carolyn Mace, and she has a whole, a whole thing about archetypes and how they show up in the world. And how, you know, she says we all have a child archetype, we all have a victim archetype, all of those things. And that is all, those are developed from our woundedness, right? Victim consciousness. You're not going to feel like a victim if you haven't felt wounded. How can we turn that, though, into, I call it turning it into a superpower? So if I'm a victim and I'm working to get over my victimhood, my victim consciousness, how do I turn that into a superpower? How do I turn that into a, a part of my healthy ego in which I can express my Christ? I might say, I understand you feel abandoned. I felt that too. Or I understand that you feel unheard because I have felt that too. People who are domestic violence survivors often become advocates for um, other victims. People who are addicted to substances often become uh, sponsors and advocates for people who have addiction issues, right? That's growing and evolving and healing your woundedness and turning it into a superpower. And I think that's what Lent is about. Where's my woundedness? How is it an obstacle in my Christ expression? And then how can I turn that obstacle into a superpower? People who've been victimized are more compassionate, scientifically measurable. And who, who would argue with the quality of compassion being a superpower, right? So as we move through this Lent season, I am inviting you to um, not think of it as giving up chocolate or a certain, you know, a certain food or a certain meal or even, uh, you know, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give up my uh, addiction to television or whatever it is. Think of the season of Lent as your opportunity to tap into the collective consciousness of giving something up and stepping into greatness. We don't have to tap into the, the collective consciousness of I'm just a lowly sinner, so I need to repent and feel bad about myself. I'm a human being. I make mistakes. I get to evolve past them. Yay. Right? That just feels so much better.
I really believe that part of what's happening in the world is this collective call for each individual to heal their woundedness and step into their greatness. We all have violence in us. We all have hatred in us. We all have bigotry in us. And it shows up differently for different people, right? It shows up differently. Um, some people direct it inward. I remember years ago having a conversation with a dear friend, and she said, um, well, I don't have that in me. I would never, ever say a mean thing like that to another person. And I said, have you ever said a mean thing in your own mind to your own self? Oh, she's like, you got me on that one. <laughs> right? So we all have that in us. And if we stop pretending that we don't and start taking the action of getting introspective, looking at how these wounded parts of us are showing up in our life, and we put a concentrated, intentional effort into removing those obstacles, we clear the path for Easter. We clear the path for our Christ self to live and express through us. You know what phrase I... Uh, so we all have hatred. I'm going to share one of mine. You know what phrase I hate more than anything? I step aside and let spirit do the work. Oh! I'm not kidding. I get so mad about that. Don't you dare step aside. Don't you dare step aside. Stand tall and strong in the Christ that is you. Stand tall and strong in the best part of you. I think people want to step aside because with great power comes great responsibility. I am a superhero fan. We're afraid of hubris. We're afraid of responsibility. And we're afraid of stepping into our own greatness. But that, my folks, is what the current times are calling us to do, each one of us. That's what we're being called to do, to step into our own greatness. So we have, I don't know, I think we're on like day 12 of Lent or something like that. I don't know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. And it's 40 days. Lent is 40 days. So we have a chunk of Lent left. So when we go into meditation, we're going to um, get introspective and find out how can we turn our obstacle 
into a superpower? How can we remove that thing that is our obstacle so we can pave the way for our Christ self to, to express through us, right? So I want you to think about your life and think about you living your Christness. I don't know if that's a word, but it is now. Living as your Christness. In some areas of your life, it's probably easy and you're probably pretty good at it because we all have that, right? And that's, you know why? Because your woundedness doesn't show up in that area of your life. That's why. It's not because that's the only area where you're great. That's the area where your woundedness shows up less than in the other areas of your life. So think about your life and the areas where you would like to live more of your Christ nature. What areas of your life do you want your greatness to show up? Does everybody have some area in their life that they would like more of their Christ nature to show up? Yeah. So I like to say, um, <laughs> let's not pick 10 things, right? Because then we water it down. We water it down. So pick one, one, one thing, one area of your life that you would like more of your Christ self to be freely expressed as you. It might be your interpersonal relationship. It might be with a parent. It might be with a child, a lover, your friends. It might be how you show up at work or show up in your volunteerism. It can even be your relationship with yourself. So has everybody got, a, got an area in mind? And so when I think that's sometimes my reaction, that little, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear online, but there's a, a sweet little babe um, complaining a little bit. And isn't that sometimes how we feel when we start thinking about the areas in our lives where we need to grow and evolve and be better, show up better? Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to look at that because that's the part of myself that I'm not proud of. That's the part of myself I don't like. That's the part of myself that I'd rather just not. Like, let me look over here where I shine brightly. Yay. But we're being called to look at those shadow sides of ourselves and get introspective about them and heal them. So like our song said, shine our light into the world. So we're going to shift out of our headspace. We're going to shift out of that, and we're going to go into meditation. And I invite you to um, 
you know, set aside anything that you have in hand. And just take a moment to really allow yourself to become fully present in this moment, physically, mentally, emotionally. Just feel the support of the chair or floor or bed if you're watching us from the coziness of home. Take several moments to just be present. If you find it challenging, I always take three deep breaths. I invite you to join me. And if you're here in person, I invite you to be brave and give me an audible exhale. So we inhale together. Again. time. And we focus on the heart space. Imagine, sense, and feel that indwelling Christ presence, not separate from you, not a foreign object, but very literally the core of who and what you are. Allow this Christ, Christness of you to fill your being. The place where divine wisdom, divine guidance, divine understanding dwells. The place where divine love, divine life, divine release dwells. Open your heart, open your mind, 
to that still small voice within. Open, receptive, willing. Willing to imagine yourself stepping into greatness. What might the highest part of you want you to know in this moment about stepping into your greatness? With an open heart and an open mind, we allow that question to sit. How might I step into my own greatness? I am willing to hear and listen to my still small voice of wisdom for a few moments in silence. Stepping into our greatness can be scary, 
I invite you to set your intention in this moment, whatever that intention might be. If nothing came to you, your intention might be to sit and listen again. The universe supports us in everything we do. And stepping into our greatness is its only intention for us. Allow that feeling of gratitude to fill your being and bubble up. Grateful for self-awareness, grateful for the opportunity to release and let go. Grateful for the opportunity to step into our own greatness, our own Christness. opportunity to shine brightly. And so it is. Amen.